Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Claiming that he could transform a human being into an atomic monster who would be able to control the world... A brilliant but unscrupulous Nazi scientist known as Der Teufel injected a solution of kryptonite into the veins of a young German named Heinrich Milk. Wearing meshed gloves and a tiny converter at his throat, Milk, in a test, lifted his hands, and a violent explosion ensued which uprooted giant trees and tore a huge canyon-like hole in the Black Forest. Telling the awed youth that his first task was to conquer Superman, Teufel ordered him to go to America, where he had been educated and under the name of Henry Miller, secure a position on the Metropolis Daily Planet, which was said to have contact with Superman. Meanwhile, having been unable to find Teufel in Germany, Superman has returned to Metropolis. And as we continue now, he is entering the laboratory of Dr. James Millison, a famous American scientist. Listen. Clark Kent said you wanted to see me, Doctor. Yes, Superman. Come in and sit down. Can't we talk right here? If you're worried about the sliver of kryptonite... Frankly, I am. As you know, I can't come within ten feet of it without losing my strength. Well, you're quite safe in this laboratory. The sliver was destroyed. Come to my desk. Destroyed? Yes, in a final effort to discover the cause for its strange effect on you, I placed it in the cyclotron and bombarded it with atoms. Here we are. Sit down. Thank you. Well, don't keep me in suspense, Doctor. Were you able to find a defense for me against the kryptonite? I'm sorry to say I wasn't. Oh. I did my best, believe me. Yes, I'm sure you did. I tried everything, every method known to science and all the knowledge of electronics developed during the war. I even called in three of my colleagues, the leaders in the fields of chemistry and biology and atomics. They couldn't help either? No. You see, your problem is most unique. It's without precedent. You can withstand the most intense power known to man, and yet you're vulnerable to the kryptonite in its stable state. That is, before its atomic structure is disturbed. Yes, why is that? That's the crux of the problem which we can't discover. I can only guess at the answer. You were born on Krypton, where the radioactivity of the planet's elements gave you your amazing powers. Yes. But here in the atmosphere of Earth, the chemical structure of your body must react in the opposite way to the fragment of kryptonite and make you weak. I can't tell you why that chemical change takes place. Well, can't you find out? I mean, perhaps some some element or vitamin in my system breaks down. If we found out what it was and I absorbed a great quantity of it... I thought of that. I even considered exposing you to the tiny piece of kryptonite I had and then subjecting you to a blood test. And then I remembered your skin was impenetrable. Yes, yes, that's so. Doctor, something must be done. Der Teufel has a piece of that kryptonite. We traced him to Germany, but he disappeared there. Now, I know he intends to use it against me and then against the rest of the world. Tell me, how large is the piece of kryptonite Teufel has? Oh, roughly about the size of that paperweight on your desk. Uh Uh-huh. Not very large, but the stuff is amazingly pure. He wouldn't need much of it for a bomb powerful enough to destroy all of Metropolis. What? But it's impossible. He'd need a huge factory, and the occupation forces now control all the factories in Germany. 
But suppose he doesn't intend to make bombs. Teufel told a henchman of his that he intends to create an atom man with the kryptonite. What? An atom man. Some kind of monster he said would be able to control me and enslave the rest of the world. What in thunder did he mean by that? I don't know, I'm sure, but I'm worried. Teufel is a brilliant scientist. I know he is. He won prizes in science twice before the war, and we know he's the man responsible for the rocket bombs the Nazis used. But an atom man, I, I can't imagine what he meant. No, I can't either. Unless... Unless what? Unless he had some mad idea of... Doctor, would you say it was possible to... Well, to somehow incorporate the kryptonite in a man's body? Good heavens, no. The stuff would probably kill him in you besides... Said it was very pure. Yes, as a matter of fact, it contains practically no impurity. Well? That's another amazing thing about it. But introducing it into a man's body, why... Even if it could be done and the man lived, what would be accomplished... If Teufel discovered a way of harnessing and then loosing the tremendous atomic power you say there is in the kryptonite, while it was in a human body, well, he'd have his atom man, wouldn't he? <laughs> Not even Teufel is that clever. Forget such a fantastic possibility, Superman. Would you say it was impossible? In science, we rarely say anything is impossible. But I'll go so far as to assure you that such an atom man is practically impossible. Well, that's a relief. Now, if only there was some defense for me against the kryptonite. I know the Teufel has some plan up his sleeve, and apparently its success depends on getting me out of the way. As I told you, I haven't been able to invent a defense against it. But I'm working on something now which may help you. You are? What's that? A detector. Detector? Yes, we were able to measure the humming sound the kryptonite makes and its gamma rays. Using a radar principle, we're completing a detector now which will warn you of the presence of the kryptonite while it's still some distance away. How far away? Well, that can't be determined accurately. It'll depend on the quantity of the stuff, whether or not it's subdued by other elements, and so on. But the detector will certainly register its approach within 100 yards. Well, that'll give me a fighting chance, at least. I won't be taken by surprise. Uh, when will this detector be ready, Doctor? Late today, I hope. Oh? Two of my assistants are working on it now. Would you like to see how they're progressing? I certainly would. It might make the difference between life and death to me. Come with me. Thank you. There's a small laboratory behind that steel door where I do my most important work. Oh? Here we are. In just a moment, this door's always locked. Come in. Thanks. This way. Those two men across the room are working on the detector. I'll bet they jump a foot when they see Superman in post. As Superman and Dr. Millicent enter the private laboratory, an angry scene is taking place in Perry White's office at the Metropolis Daily Planet, seated at his desk, the gray-haired editor scowls furiously at Jimmy Olsen, the freckle-faced cub reporter. And you say Kent just walked out of the office again, Olsen? Well, he didn't walk. He ran. And he didn't say where he was going? No, sir. He got a phone call, grabbed his hat, and beat it. Did he say when he'd be back? No, he didn't. Well, how do you like that? Whenever Mr. Kent gets a notion he wants a vacation, which has been happening practically every day recently, he just takes it. Oh, I don't think he went on any vacation, Chief. I mean, Mr. White. You don't think? You know where he went? No, but You I... know where he disappeared to yesterday? No. Or the day before that? No, but or I... Or the said... day before that? The three days before that? No, but I... Well, neither do I. Neither does Lois. Neither does anybody except Ken himself, and he's not talking. Well, I'm sure it must be something important. Something important? Something too important to tell me, his editor? The poor fish who pays his salary? What am I around here anyway? The office boy? I mean the coppice boy, mate. Uh, I mean the office boy. Right, now take it easy, Chief. You'll blow a gasket. It's my gasket and I'll blow it if I want to. I'll blow a million of them. But your blood pressure. Hey, it's my blood pressure, too. Olsen, I put up with all I can stand from, can't I? I, I, I won't put up with any more. 
For years, I've stood for his disappearing whenever he felt like it, and, and then popping up again. But this, this is too much. This is the last one. But, Mr. White... Ever since that, that piece of kryptonite was stolen from the museum a couple of weeks ago, Kent's hardly been in the office at all. Oh, but he... that's what it is. Mr. Kent must be trying to find the kryptonite. Ah. He said Superman was what? in great danger from it. Superman in danger? Well, of all the, 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 the poppycock. If that's what Kent's wasting the Daily Planet's good money on, it's time he learned a lesson. Yes, sir, he needs a lesson, and I'm going to teach it to him. Well, what do you mean? I mean, I... Oh, 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 what's that? Oh, oh, oh the intercom. Uh, well, what is it, Miss Blackwatch? There's a Mr. Henry Miller to see you, Mr. White. Who? Mr. Henry Miller. Henry Miller? Henry Miller? Oh, who's he? Henry Miller. Is this the young Nazi in whose blood runs the dread kryptonite? We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax to today's episode. But right now, here's a word from your announcer. You know, gang, it's not often you can get such swell prizes without sending in any money, not even a box stop. I'm talking about those brand new comic buttons that now come in packages of Kellogg's Pep. They're so easy to get, easy to look at, too. Bright comic strip colors, sparkling white background, sturdy metal buttons you'll get a kick out of wearing on your jacket or dress or cap. And what a kick you'll get out of collecting all 18 different buttons, trading duplicates with your friends, and comparing notes on how many you've collected so far. You know, these are real true-to-life pictures of your favorite comic strip friends, like uh, Moon Mullins and K.O. and Smiling Jack and Superman, of course, 18 of them in all, each one just about the best-looking thing you can imagine. So how about getting busy on your collection? Today, ask Mom to get you a good supply of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. That's the only way you can get these new comic buttons, you know. You can't buy them anywhere. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. You just look inside the pet package and see which prize you find. A nifty, colorful comic button or a military insignia or warplane button. It's a prize for you from P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. In his office with Jimmy Olsen, Editor Perry White has just been informed by his secretary on the inter-office phone that a Mr. Henry Miller wishes to see him. Henry Miller? Oh, who's he, Miss Backrack? Oh, he's young and terribly good-looking, Mr. Good-looking? Who asked you if he's good-looking? Oh, boy. Who is he, and what does he want? Well, I'm sorry, Mr. White. He, he's looking for a position. Well, why bother me about it? Send him to Kenzie, the office manager. But he's looking for a reporter's position, and you always interview reporters yourself. Well, I'm not interviewing any today. I've got enough reporters. Too many, as a matter of fact, for my peace of mind. Send him away. I... Wait a minute. Did you say he was a reporter? Yes, sir. Will you see him? <laughs> will I? You bet I will. And if he's any kind of a reporter, I'll... Oh, send him in, Miss Backrack. Send him right in. Yes, sir. Oh, send this is rich. Oh, what is? Uh, this, this. It works out perfectly. I said I was going to teach Kent a lesson, didn't I? Huh? Well, sure, but I don't care. Oh, you will, you will, and so will Kent. He thinks that... Now, oh, come in, come in. Oh, come in, Miller. Come in. Uh, glad to see you. Why, you may be just the man I'm looking for. Cordially, Perry White invites the slim, blonde young man into his office, unaware that he is facing the most dangerous man who ever lived. For this is Henry Miller, the German atomic monster created by der Teufel to conquer Superman, and he is about to be hired as a reporter for the Daily Planet. What will happen? Don't miss tomorrow's thrill-packed episode when Superman meets what may be his master. Tune in, same time, same station, and listen to The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. 
able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications.